What's up, folks? I'm your host, Keith Mattier, and welcome to the Normalized Excellence Podcast, where I provide you with information grounded in research and proven methods to inspire you to focus on the process of high achievement rather than the outcome alone. This podcast is designed to help you double down on your values, learn some new tips and tactics, and give you some inspiration and motivation to normalize excellence across all aspects of your life. Thank you for joining me, and now it's time to normalize excellence. Let's get it. What's goody excellence tribe? I hope y'all are doing super duper 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 well. I hope you're out here doing your thing. I hope you're out here normalizing excellence. I hope you're out here just surviving, thriving, surviving, thriving, doing your thing. Um, This is episode number 13, the last episode of the first season of the Normalized Excellence podcast, where we use sports metaphors to convey barter points about productivity, life design, and craft mastery. And I'm just so grateful to y'all, so thankful to y'all. I just want to get into this, man. This is bonus content that I've owed y'all for a few weeks. Uh, This is a companion episode to episode number eight, the halftime report, why you should use Wednesday like the best coaches use halftime. If you haven't checked that episode out, I think it would be a good idea to go ahead and listen to that. Even if you don't listen to it beforehand, before checking out this episode, at least listen to it after afterwards. The reason being is because um, episode number eight, that's when I explain the concept and kind of how to use it. And then this episode, Jared and I, we do a deeper dive into the concept. So you heard it right. I got my Brody and my Wham partner, Jared, on the mic with me, man. We're going to chop it up for about 45 minutes about how we use our halftime reports and kind of how it's evolved and all of that type of stuff, man. This is definitely my favorite episode of the podcast thus far, man. I literally had the good butterflies and the the adrenaline rushing through my body for like two, three hours after recording this, man. I ripped this mug in the library um, before class and I was just like, I couldn't even focus on, on class because I was thinking about how how well we did on this episode and just like how excited I am about this episode and future episodes, man. So, man, without further ado, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and listen to us chop it up about the halftime report, man. And I hope, sincerely hope that y'all can implement this into y'all um, systems, into y'all's routines, into y'all's habits, into y'all's practices, etc., etc. Um, and I wish y'all as much success with it as we've had. So without further ado, let's get it. All right, let's. Let's get it, my boy. That shit is recording. It's recording on my end. Is it recording on your end? Yes. You got the mic and the uh, headphones, too? Yeah, so you can hear yourself. Oh, that's That's advanced. That's (laughs) That's advanced. That's that advanced shit, my boy. (laughs) That's that advanced shit, my boy. Good morning, my good brother, Jared Seller. Bryson, well, I don't know if you want me to put your government out there like that. Jared S. Bryson. Jared, it is I, seller. All right, we're going to have to do that one again. So just we can, I ain't know if you wanted me to say, you can uh, visit my boy at jaredsbryson.com. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to uh, put that mug on the end. You can tell me like, like yeah, the social media. You know what to do. Uh, where, should, where should we, where, 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 what do you have to plug? What do you have to plug? Exactly. Where, where 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 can our audience find you? 
exactly. Exactly. Are you on Twitter, uh, Instagram? You have your own website. <laughs> um, if uh, people want to take advantage of your services. <laughs> exactly. I'm dead. But for real, um, good morning. Uh, Jarrett, Brody Jarrett, man. Uh, definitely glad to have you on the podcast and us just talk about how we use halftime reports in our 12 week year. It's more or less a conversation. Uh, some people can view it as a joint interview. I'll be asking you questions. You'll also be asking me some questions and we just going to chop it up about um, how we use our halftime report and how we try and be um, in the words of seller in the words of Jared Bryson, a uh, true monster. True monsters, true monsters. Glad to be here, uh, Keith. And uh, of course, I'm a longtime listener, longtime true fan. And uh, it's, a, it's a privilege and honor to be here. But it's going to be some fun. It's going to be fun. For sure, man. Well, let's let's jump right into it, man. First of all, what is the halftime report to you? Like, what is the halftime report? Just to catch some of the people up. I know that was like episode eight, I believe it was. I think we're on episode number 14. So some people might have missed it. What is the halftime right. report? Right. The halftime report uh, is, is on a spectrum like any other productivity kind of tool or device system. And you adapt it to your needs. And at the most simple end, it's uh, doing reviewing, reviewing of your week um, at the midway point, uh, hopefully on a Wednesday. And at the most complex, it's a, as Keith would say, a streamlined reflection protocol, which is uh, a funny way and gets me excited because it's, it's, it's so technical, but uh, really en envelops or kind of describes how technical you can get with it. And... Um, Hopefully, the reason that you're being that technical is that you get the added benefit of, of clarity throughout the week and also added efficiency on what it is you set out to do at the beginning of the week. For sure. I like how you kind of said that at the, at the simplest form and then also talked about it at its more complex form. Because in the words of Meek Mill, it's levels to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's levels to it. Truly. But for real, I don't want to scare people with the with the complex stuff. You know what I'm saying? Of course, there are going to be some people who are already on 12-week year and are like, man, I would love to go ahead and implement that. Then there's people who aren't on the 12-week year at all, and they're just implementing things on a more ad hoc and situational or case-by-case -case basis. So I'll I'll probably try and stick to the middle the midpoint of it is not the, not the, oh yeah, I journaled on Wednesday uh, type time and not the, I'm answering 20 questions and I'm sending <laughs> right. it out. Then I'm having the midweek report and then I'm posting it to social media and then I'm uh, getting it laminated and I'm posting it on the fridge. All right. We're not doing all that, you know? Right. Right. I like to, uh, I, I think that's good. It, it, like, I mean, it's like personal finance too. Like when you go on YouTube or you read bloggers, you just have to remember to take what you need from whoever's talking and, and take whatever you need from the tactics and see where you can implement stuff. It, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of what they're talking about. You don't got to like everything and everything might not work for you as well. So, um, you know, that's how I, I go through and consume content about, productivity and, and and even some other topics but i think that's 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 safe to go in the middle for sure that's a that's a good point just in terms of taking what's going to be useful because i always think oh i have to do it exactly like this person you know i think that it, it's like baking a cake you know when you bake a cake 
or you bake some pastries or something, you got to follow the recipe to the exact tea, but it's not baking a cake. It's cooking another dish. You put your own seasoning. It might say a uh, 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 tablespoon of salt. You might like salty dishes or you don't want salt. You want Old Bay seasoning. So you just kind of do your own thing, add your own little sauce, as long as you don't get lost in the sauce. But, as long as you don't get lost. As long as you don't get lost in the sauce, lost in the seasoning. Um, can you can you tell can you tell the tribe how we started using um, the halftime report? Yeah, man. Uh, you know we we've talked about this before, and it's been we've been doing it for so long that it took me a while to think about you know when did we start this? It seems like one of those things that's been nascent that we've always been doing. Um, it's been a core part of uh, you know what we learned from the twelve week year first, but in fact. It's not really inside of uh, the 12 week year. Definitely not in as much detail as or as intentionally as we do it now. So, you know, this, the short answer is it's been there so long. I don't even remember when, you know, where the inspiration uh, uh, came from or how it started or who suggested it. Uh, I think you, between you, me, and Malcolm, was always the uh, strong component of, of the halftime report. And typically in most years where the the person reminding us to, to get it done. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the origin story. I mean, how do, how do you remember it coming about? Yeah. For me, like you said, we've been doing it for so long in some version of it and some iteration of it that I can't quite remember exactly when we started thinking, Hey, maybe we shouldn't only talk on Sundays or I think one time we were meeting we're doing our weekly accountability meeting sessions or WAM sessions uh, for the rest of the podcast. For the tribe who might not know the jargon, WAM is weekly accountability meetings. Um, we were meeting on, on Saturdays at first, and then we started meeting on Sundays. And I think that it just dawned on us that, hey, we can't keep coming to these Saturday and Sunday meetings talking about, oh, we're two for seven or we're oh for seven, goose egging out here. And one way we could fix that is either if we, are literally studying together on campus. So it's that face-to-face interaction. Yo, what are you doing? Like, you should be in Woody right now. You should be in Douglas right now studying. Um, But I think it also came from the fact of just being like, hey, you need to be, you need to be saying what exactly you're doing by Wednesday or Thursday. So you don't come on Saturday and Sunday. So I think that's just, it's kind of, it's baby form, you know? And then last year, how I remember it is, I just I just woke up one day, like, and I don't know why, but I, I just text, I text you and Mally, and I was like, yo, man, like we can think about, we can think about um our week as if it's a halftime. Like on Wednesday, it was a Wednesday morning. I just woke up. I was like, yo, like three days have come, three, three days are yet to come. Like, let's go ahead and make some adjustments. And I was thinking about Steve Kerr at the time. So I sent that little um I sent that little blurb to y'all via text and like y'all both ate it up. Y'all like, Ooh, this heat, this heat. And then I was watching some Ali Abdal on how he started his newsletter uh, via review. And I was like, yo, I had been wanting to write. I've been wanting to start a newsletter for a long time. So I was like, I was reading his stuff. I was reading a couple other. And Ali, he said, move fast, break things. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. And like two days later, I posted that mug. And that was the that was the start of Normalized Excellence newsletter. So then I want to say 
probably five or six issues later, I tried to like unpack that concept a little bit more. And I was citing uh, some research or some stories from Wink Martindale when he stole from the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, just for folks who um, didn't listen to previous podcasts or to um, read the newsletter when it first came out, man, the Golden State Warriors, they were some sickos. I mean, they were going crazy in the third quarter a few years ago, back when everybody was healthy. I think KD was on the team. They were outscoring opponents by like 10 to 15 points in that third quarter. So people, teams would be up on them. Teams would be up on them like 10, 15 points going into halftime. They have virtually erased the lead. And not only erased the lead, they'd be down 10. And that at the end of the third quarter, they up 15. It's like, yo, what are they doing? Like, how are they going so berserk? And it was because what Wink Martindale says is because they focus on three things. So they pick the three things that they're going to focus on um, coming out of halftime and they just execute those things. And I was so marveled by that story. Like, wow, that's that's amazing that there is a protocol to this. It's not just like, oh, I'm turning the light switch on. It's we're actually making very specific and streamlined adjustments. And then I put that in, in the newsletter and I was like, yo, man, we gotta, we gotta start doing this. And I just remember this being like, bro, we gotta do this every week, every week, every week, every week. And at first, I think, I think Mally was on it heavy. I think you were a little reluctant, Jared. You're like, all right, man. Like you were, you were doing like halftime report, but the, like the pick three adjustments and stuff, you're like, ah. But then I was just like, every week, every week, every week. And then it just stuck for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh, that makes me think. Like you've talked about how it uh, it grew over time and and how it started. Uh, you know, what ways have you noticed that we tweaked and refined how we did the halftime report? Like what went into that on a on a Wednesday? Um, how how did that change over time? First, I got to give you credit on just sending the pictures. I think that uh, you're more, I wouldn't say more visual, but I think that you hold us accountable or hold me accountable on the visuals. So just sending, actually sending your scorecard, um, sending a picture of your scorecard, not just saying, oh, I'm I'm two for four or I'm, I'm doing all right on this task. It's like, nah, let me see the numbers. Numbers don't lie. And there is a scorecard that you can send. So I think that's, that's uh, one aspect of it. Like you, you have uh, something in mind, I, I have to get my thoughts together on the, on the other ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The pictures were, it's funny, the pictures was just, that was a lazy thing. I was like, man, I'm not about to, especially as I started tracking hella things, like I flipped on and off between just tracking or just sending um, my 12 year goals versus my 12 year goals in tactics plus my habits. And them together is like 15 plus items. So I was like, I'm not about to type all these things out. Let me just take a screenshot of Notion. This kind of happened for me um, last calendar year. So fall 2020. It was uh, it was helpful for me to just send the screenshot because there were so many things, and I had just started using Notion, which made it easy for it to all be in one place. So, like, I think things came together with just the tools that I was using for tracking in the first place to, you know, take a screenshot. I think most tools that folks would choose to use, you know, in, for this simple kind of calculation, all you're doing is how many. If I'm doing a daily uh, tactic, for example. How many of them joints did I do uh, in the week? Over seven, get the percentage, you know, and that's what you're looking for. That can be done in, you know, any type of tool. So I think this is, can extend to any listeners. You just take a screenshot, keep, use Excel. I use Notion. You know, you can use a lot of things to just, to track. 
and then go in and just take a screenshot wherever it's at. I think one thing that we uh, we talk about is kind of like the two minute rule. Uh, James Clear talks about in uh, Atomic Habits. I forget what the technical or, or real name is, but it's like you just do the you do the most simple version of whatever your tactic is so that you make sure you build a habit of doing it and taking the screenshot is going to you press you go in and press the button and send that joint like you know in a in a way it'll either do two things number one you'll take a screenshot of it and it'll be blank because you ain't logged anything then you're about to be embarrassed but you got to send it anyway like it's wednesday you know i would suggest you pick a time you send that joint and if it's blank you know you're just gonna have to go ahead and cry to your mama because that's that's sorry <laughs> And you're improved for the for the last half of the week. That's also the point where you're doing on Wednesday. It's not like it's it's not like it's over. It's not like you have lost the championship. Like you, you still have the rest of the week to to make something happen. Um, and then the second thing, the second version, if you have lo- if you haven't logged, but you've been doing stuff, now that forces you to to log. So it's a forcing function in um, a couple of different situations. Um, and uh, going back to the picture, the the picture it started up something lazy for me. It was something easy for me. Um, and even at one point, uh, you, you were doing calls, like how, how I talked about some days I don't feel like doing the, the halftime report or it slips my mind. I think something that we did at one point, or maybe even you or Malcolm were doing more strongly was, was calls. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Before uh, I go on to that though, I had to put myself on mute when you said uh, go home and, and cry to your mom if you don't um, have anything on your on your scorecard and it's just a blank. It made me think of, um, remember that YouTube video? I think it was like 2014, 2013. I'm not gonna lie. They had us in the first half. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we came back. I'm gonna see if I can edit that into the podcast, bro. That joke oh, you had me did. That joke had me did. It was like, I'm not gonna lie. They had us in the first half. <laughs> but we came back. We kept believing. We kept believing and we kept fighting. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. But it took guts. It took an attitude. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to be successful is an attitude. And that's what our coach told us. So, yeah, like, that's that really what the purpose. Better. Yeah, that's what the purpose of of, of it is. And then, um, yeah, a uh, second thing that I want to bring up before I, I talk about the cause is uh, you mentioned two-minute rule from James Clear. I want to also plug the implementation intentions from James Clear. I think that was a key way that we evolved. I think it was fall 2020 when uh, the year of ascension, we name our, our 12-week years, by the way, you all, uh, the year of ascension. That was a good year, man. That was it a was. good year. It was, it was. <laughs> oh, I walk in godly form amongst these mortal men. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. Um, but the implementation intentions, um, that's a strategy by James Clear, where he says, we basically have fuzzy ideas on how we're going to execute things. And to crystallize and be more specific and more particular with how we'll execute that on one actually help us execute because it's not, oh, I'm a, I'm a wake up and I'm going to record in the morning. I'm going to record this podcast with Jared. It's no, from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, I'm going to record the podcast with Jared. So it's like, boom, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know what time I'm going to do it, et cetera. But his implementation intention actually has three components. It's about what the behavior is, what the location is, and what the time is. So he says, I will perform such and such behavior 
in such and such a location at such and such time. So for example, it could be at 9 a.m. I'm going to record the podcast with Jared in my living room. Um, what was that? Record the podcast. That was behavior. Location is in my living room and time is at 9 a.m. Okay, cool. So I kind of said a little bit out of order. But I mean, just having those three components, even if it's out of order, but just specifying, man, for example, late in the week, I really hate drinking those shakes sometimes. I'm like, bro, I want some West Egg. I want some Chick-fil-A. I want some Bojangles. Um, so for me, it's in the morning at seven o'clock, I'm going to drink my protein shake at the table. So when 658 is rolling around, it's like, whoop, I better scoop my tail to the to the kitchen because I, <laughs> I have a commitment to uh, commit to. And I think those implementation intentions, they help so much because there is so much noise and there's so much stuff to do that sometimes in stuff that's not more specific and more routine-based, like eating the breakfast, you may say, oh, I'm going to read for class tomorrow, or I'm going to call such and such person. I have a real bad habit of, oh, I'm going to call such and such person. And then it's like two weeks later, and I still haven't called that person because I haven't set aside the time for when I'm going to actually do that thing. I, I, got, a, I got a testimony on that uh, on that call thing. Uh, as, as you remember... Let's see, we're in fall 2021, spring, spring 2021, or, or really winter going into spring. So the earlier part of the year, that year, I, one of my goals was to, um, I think the smart goal was to further develop 25 of my relationships, no matter where they were on the scale, close to acquaintance. And one of the key habits that it probably... I don't remember exactly. It probably took me a couple of weeks to get over the hump, which was one of my tactics was to reach out to someone new or like reconnect with somebody every week, phone call, right? And this is same thing, same thing you're talking about right now. Like that joint was so hard for me to do and definitely didn't do it uh, in the beginning of the week. And then one of these weeks came around and I just threw that into the intentionality thing. Like, hey, I'm going to make this call this time from my house to this person. I think the first person was Anthony Felder. He's, he's Morehouse class of 20, uh, one of my classmates. And that intentionality statement is what got me over the hump on that and really kickstarted the rest of the year because that was one of those things I was supposed to be doing every week. But boy, the friction was so, was so, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You talking about it right now. Boy, calling folks, that sometimes if you're not in a routine of doing it, especially folks that are not, you trying to reconnect with or, might be on the, the fringes or farther away from your, your inner circle. That joint is so hard. So intentionality statement definitely helped me get kickstarted on that and uh, turn that into something that I was able to perform uh, with near fidelity, as Keith would say, <laughs> yes, uh, for the rest of the year. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I'm, those, those uh, implementation intentions and intentionality statements, I think is another way we say it, is so crucial because it's not as if you don't, want to get it done, but it's, you have so much other stuff to do. So for me, the the purpose of folding that mug into the halftime report and the reason I'm glad that we did, and I think we're doing it a little bit right now, but not necessarily with uh, near fidelity to use that term is um, it forces you to be specific and to wake up knowing what you're doing. You know, I think it, it's one thing to, to like, oh, I'm going to spend time in the morning thinking about what I'm going to do. But it's another thing to the night before or before the situation even arises, 
you already know what's going to go down. You know what I mean? So it's like, nah, tomorrow I need to do this at such and such time in such and such location rather than, oh, wow, I'm, I'm driving on the way back home or I'm on the trolley on the way back home. Um, am I going to have time to call somebody today? Or am I going to have time to go ahead and pre-script um, for the podcast or, or whatever you're working on? It can be kind of relational things. It can be individual goals, things. It can be crafts, things. It can be your work. You know, people take a lot of work home for the, for the working folks in our um, oh, yeah. Oh, in the yeah. tribe. Yeah. yeah so so we, we've kind of talked about... Uh... Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't answer your question. We did a little tangent. I didn't answer your question about uh, me and me and Mally doing calls on the midweek yeah. calls. Yeah. So in terms of the midweek calls, it was it was really just applying pressure, man. I think I was. I really like a rule you have. One of your rules is whenever we're in week zero at the beginning of of twelve week year, you're like, man, I can't do more than three or four things because then it's not going to get done. And me, even though I try and try and scale back. I'm always trying to be like, I can do four or five things. I can do five or six things. And this is one of the years where I was trying to do a whole bunch. And it just, it just, I wasn't getting as, as much stuff as I wanted to get done. And I'm like, hold me accountable, hold me accountable. So Mally, man, he would, he would call me and Mally just had a way of just being on me, like, like a coach would, you know, like they can berate you, but they ain't dog, they aren't dogging you out, making you feel bad. He's like, come on, man, you you a monster. I already know you're a monster. You just got to prove to yourself you're a monster or something. I don't even know exactly what Mally would say, but he would have a way of just being like, come on, man, like, you going to let me down, bro? Like, come on, like, if anybody was going to, uh, is going to like show up and grind, it's going to be you. And you'd be like, dang, you're right. Like. I gotta wake. I gotta grind. You know what I mean. So, I think those those midweek calls. Yes, they were about kind of the oh, let's refine the intentionality statement to the extent that it's like, hmm, you say you're gonna do something at this time, but does that make sense? It was a little bit about that, but more than anything, it was just like it was encouragement. Like, and that encouragement, that midweek encouragement, especially when you're doing something that's tremendously hard and you're working on it more or less by yourself. Boy, you need that encouragement, man. You need that yeah. encouragement. Because if you don't have the, the motivation, you're toast. Yeah. Say, say more about the medium of, of a phone call. Like, why does that work for you? Why is that? I, I, I know this, but why is that like your, uh, you say, hey, bro, when, it, when the going gets tough, I'm going I'm to need a phone call. Like, that's, man, that's, that's, a, your final, that's your final thing. That's a really good question, man. Um, I think the text... I think the text is more or less, you can't ignore it to the extent if like you open and you read it. But I feel like that phone call, that phone call like really forces you to articulate what you, what you're going through. It's like, dang, bro, I ain't even gonna lie. Right now I'm doing X thing. You know what I'm saying? When you know good and well, you're not supposed to be. You can't lie on the phone. Exactly. You can't lie on the phone. Or, or like, for example, if I'm, if I'm supposed to, if I'm not, if I'm supposed to be taking a nap for like an hour, an hour and a half, that's kind of, I budget my nap sometimes a max hour and a half. And it's like, yo, it's the two hour and 15 minute mark. Somebody could text me at the hour and a half mark. I'm still asleep for another 45 minutes. If you call me twice, because you know my phone live on do not disturb. If you call me twice, that vibration is going to wake me up. And I'm like, dang, like they're calling for this reason. Like I can't, I can't even in good conscience ignore the call. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's so much easier to blow a text off or to be like, 
respond in your head to the text. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But when you're on that phone, it's like, nah, bro, this is what I'm doing. And I think you can hear the emotion too. You know what I'm saying? And they can kind of respond to that emotion. It's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing such and such. You sound a little, you sound a little down. Let me, let me pick you up, my brother. <laughs> yeah. Or you sound like you love him, man. I've definitely been on the, on the other end of that. Uh, I've loved on the phone before and I, I could, I could feel myself loafing. I'm like, all right, bro, it's time to get to work. Like <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Exactly. Time to stop being cheese. Um, so yeah, we've talked about kind of a lot of different things, um, whether that be the implementation intentions, whether that be sending the pictures, whether that be focusing on lead indicators. We we talked about lead indicators, right? No. Oh, we didn't talk about lead indicators. Okay, that's in the notes. I mean, I'll just quickly say something about lead indicators. Lead indicators is focusing on a process rather than the product or rather than the outcome or another way of saying that is focusing on the inputs rather than the outputs. So for example, in me writing a newsletter or me producing a podcast, it's literally writing every day or researching or editing every day instead of Saturday morning or Saturday evening before the the product is due on Sunday, finally starting to work on it. It's no, if you spend time every day focusing on your process, the product is, is going to come. That's definitely some coaching stuff. But um, nevertheless, nevertheless, we talked about we talked about lead indicators. Well, I just mentioned lead indicators, actually. We talked about sending pictures. We talked about implementation uh, intentions. We talked about the why behind it and kind of how this have evolved. I had a question for you, though, Jared. What's your pitch to people who are skeptical of adopting the the halftime report so it's people who are like mm, i don't know if this works and i think we were talking about it yesterday in pre-production is another way of thinking about this is if you're a basketball player and you're listening to folklore about kobe working out or bradley bill or steph curry or all these players working out and maybe not even on their level maybe it's just like somebody that you know from your town who's going to a division one college and they're like this is what i did to get nice and you're like mm. I don't know if that's really gonna if that's really gonna be for me. What is your pitch to convince them? Hey, going to shoot a thousand shots in the gym is actually going to work. Going to yeah. going to do your halftime report on Wednesday evenings that's actually going to work. Like, what's the proof of concept there? Yeah, the proof the proof of concept. And if you haven't uh, picked it up as a practice, I also like the um, thousand shots a day kind of analogy. If you're trying to figure out if you need to shoot a thousand shots in the gym. You want to see who has done this and they came out better. They came right. out a better shooter, right? And so I think a good way to think about it is I talked earlier about the most complex or technical way of thinking about it, a streamlined reflection protocol and breaking that up into first principles and building it up from there and logically saying, okay, why would this, why would this help? After that, I'll talk about like, you can look at, if me and uh, me and you are the ones that have shot a thousand shots a day, you look at our results. So that that kind of shows it as well. So from first principles, you have the streamline element, you have the reflection element, you have the protocol element. I think the streamline and the protocol element both um, allude to the routine aspect or habit aspect of doing a halftime report. And what that does is it's a it's a mechanism for leverage. So if it is, once you commit this tactic, 
and let's 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 get it more concrete. You are sending a a picture or some proof of your uh, scorecard on Wednesday, every Wednesday, and you're sending a pick three, so an intentionality statement for three things to either improve your lowest um, things in your scorecard or keep pushing or go crazy on the ones that you're doing well on. That's what, that's what halftime port is. You commit that to routine, not necessarily all the way to habit where it's unconscious, but uh, committing it to routine. And what that does is when you get good at it, let's say three, four weeks in, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just did it in, in two minutes versus took me 10 minutes to do it. Now, now you're increasing your leverage because you're getting the same, uh, you're likely getting the same output, um, which is the benefit to you completing your tasks, whatever, you know, that calculates out to be. It's not important to get that down technical, but you're getting that same output with less input, so less time put in. So the first thing with the streamline and the protocol parts of the streamline reflection protocol is that you get this leverage. And the reflection piece is like drinking water. It's like, really, you don't know too many people that drink enough water. Like, you can always have more water. You could drown eventually, but, you know, you're probably not getting enough water. And so for you to reflect, it's the, it's the same thing where the marginal benefit uh, that that curve is set up in a way that it's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot of reflection that you're already doing for this additional reflection point on Wednesday to uh, push you over the edge or to, uh, you know, not be beneficial. And the concept of uh, marginal benefit, I like to think about as in terms of Reese's Cups. So basically what marginal benefit says is with an additional unit of whatever it is, um, it brings you another unit of happiness or some unit of happiness. And we want that to be positive and we want to maximize that. That way, um, you know, the, the point at which that marginal benefit is maximized in macroeconomics is like the optimal point. So with Reese's, it's like, hey, when you go, you pick up that little two-pack of Reese's or you get that joint in the Halloween bag, you say, man, them two is great. Oh, boy, I could use a third. I could, I could use a third and it would be five. And you go and get that third, you say, oh, yeah, that was that was really good. Next time you go to the, uh, and that's, that's a marginal benefit. When you go to the store, the next time you get the king pack and you, you went up to three, you say, oh, it was good. Same way I thought it was before. But when you get to that fourth, you say, all right, bro, that's, that's enough. I can't do no more after that. You know, you're not trying to go for that fifth. The four is enough, unless you're a real freak. And, you know, that's that's you, that's your business. But, I mean, that fourth, that fourth Reese's Cup, has diminishing marginal returns because you don't get excited as excited or the fourth cup don't taste as good as the third cup. How this works for reflection in this case is it's like, it's so far away from this recent example, most likely because the more reflection you, you do, number one, if you're starting off in the beginning, it's just like you might not be doing it at all. So you're getting actually more benefit from it. If you're already doing it, it gives you this tactic or doing this on Wednesday gives you an opportunity to go deeper and be more intentional about uh, what you're reflecting on. You might be able to think on things in different ways. You might be able to think on different aspects of your week, you know, beyond what, what you did. It's like, okay, what situations was I in? Uh, how would this change next week? How, how would this, how would these situations change in the future? You know, who did I encounter or what environments did I encounter that put me in this situation? How did I feel? so on and so forth. Um, so you have an opportunity every week to build on that reflection to get more marginal benefit by reflecting on different dimensions of your week, not just the tactics, uh, which is the most helpful thing, which is the core thing. So 
uh, all that to say, those are the those are the first principles. But you can look at even more simply. You can look at uh, Keith and I, or anybody who has has done this, even in sports as well. Keith always talks about the the examples from um, the the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, uh, the defensive coordinator from the Ravens, Steve Kerr and the you know, the Golden Era Warriors. All these folks are real life examples or sports examples. And then you can even abstract that down or more tangibly look at me and Keith and say, hey, in the years that we were really hot on halftime report or since we picked this up, you know, what have we been able to accomplish? And it's not, there's other things that we do, obviously, you know, there's a whole whole system in place, but this this surely is one of the, the pieces of um, of evidence to say why this helps. I'll give, I'll give one anecdotal experience here. Fall 2020, one of my goals was to like get nicer at coding. Um, I'm in a master's program now and fall 2020 is when I started that joint and I was like new to coding. So I set a goal at the beginning of the year. I didn't even know what it was going to be. I was just like, okay, I'm here in the program. I should be doing that type of stuff every day. So let me produce a project or do something like that. So one of my tactics was to, um, spend like three hours on it a week, something like that. And I don't know if I planned it to be this way, but I always was doing them in the latter half of the week. Um, But I think before that point, if I just say, oh, I'm supposed to be spacing them out, like getting one in, like evenly spacing them out, the the halftime report was crucial for me to say. I remember many a time I had to say, oh, oh, you know, all this entropy stuff got in the way this week, got to lock in on, on Friday night, on Saturday night to do three hours of coding. And so that's, that is my testimony I'm submitting to the church because that joint, I mean, you can imagine because I was you, I didn't know how to code really. And now I'm having to force myself to, um, or really generate willpower in this case to an extent, but also leveraging the system to say, Hey, let me do this really hard thing on Friday and Saturday night. Now, thankfully this was a COVID time, you know, this is pandemic. So I was really inside. It, I, I mean, I could have been sleeping. I could have been watching TV, but um, it wasn't, there was less distractions, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my testimony. It, it really can help you, you know, willpower. We don't, we don't advertise or, uh, advocate for you to try to do all this stuff, lift everything with willpower. You can't lift everything with your back. You got to lift with your legs. Um, so this is part of that system that, that gets your legs lifting to do some difficult things. Um, and for me, that was like doing these three hour coding sessions in fall 2020, to, um, you know, to get better at that, to get more technical. For sure. I think you answered the follow-up question too, which was, um, what's your pitch to people who like the idea, but haven't really doubled down on doing it on a weekly basis. So it's people who like, Oh, I, I like the concept of shooting a thousand shots and I've done it a couple of times, but I'm not doing it consistently. So I think you touched on both, uh, the people who are skeptical of whether they should even do a thousand shots and the people who are like, mm, I get it, but I'm just not doing it. Um, I'll, I'll just say um, one thing about both of those things. I think it'll cover both of them. It's just like, like Eric Thomas said, man, like we haven't, we don't push ourselves to, to just be like, I'm giving it my all. And then let's see where I'm at. Let's see the, let's, let's measure the gain from me just going crazy, just trying my all. So for me, it's like, are you, do you have something, do you have an explanation to say that this is going to actively hurt you? If it's not going to actively hurt you, why not try it? Why not at least try it for four weeks and see if it's going to, to help? 
And I think yeah. that when we commit to when we commit to something, build a little streak on on something on four weeks is not too long of a time. You're doing four halftime reports. You're like, oh dang, did I notice a difference in the second half of my weeks in this four week span to how I typically perform in the second half of my weeks? So I think that'd be my pitch to to people who are skeptical of it or people who are like, I, I've done a halftime report before or I've had some interview or something that I've had to do on Thursday or Friday, or I've had to show up to something in a moment on, on Saturday and I'm thinking about it. But when it's like, Oh, you actually sit down and do the streamline reflection protocol. Like what, what, what are the benefits, man? And I, I think Jerry, he spoke about his coding experience. I mean, we have so many different things that, that we can talk about. I don't even want to really get into that weekend. That's a whole nother a whole nother podcast right there at least another 15 minutes of just being like yo yeah. you remember when you did this remember when you did that yeah that was that was definitely because halftime report we got more fidelity on on hitting the on hitting the process goals and then the outcome and the product came uh came afterwards but i mean uh unless you have any more questions for me jared i think that's pretty much it man yeah i just wanted to add uh add one more thing we talked about it yesterday i'm gonna make sure i add some gaps in here so it'd be easy to edit but uh for the folks that haven't having a I'll frame it for folks who are skeptical of adopting it and folks who haven't really doubled down on on doing it uh this is this is the the tough love hard coach football coach you know oh kind of Lord. way to say it <laughs> the the first way the first thing is for folks that are skeptical of adopting it um you know sometimes I tell myself this if you don't do it you're just comfortable with losing you're comfortable with being a loser Ooh. and and if you haven't, afraid if you haven't to be great to do it, you're afraid to be great. And if you if you haven't doubled down on it, then you are, you know, in, in the same way, you were okay with being a loser. Like, why would you want to lose? Like, mm. do this and you and you'll win. It's one of those things where you mentioned it earlier, it's like if you really trying to be like that, you could say, Oh, well, I have to spend time on it. So that's your that's what you have to put in, or that's the cost. But it's like, bro, you can you can get it down to it where it's like two minutes. And it's like, there's no way that you can justify the cost benefit analysis is gonna work every time. Like the well, benefit is just too high. Yeah, I don't want I don't want a lot of people, I don't think they can get it done in two minutes, but I definitely think 10. Especially if you're tracking, if you're tracking on a daily so you don't have to spend extra time putting it into the tracker. For me, sometimes it takes five or six minutes just to put it into the tracker. And that's because I'm tracking in my notes. Uh, and then I have to transfer it to Excel. But if I was logging in Excel every day, then that would take out like five or six minutes of my time. Man, we got to talk about that another time. Logging and uh, even for, I mean, even for both of us, I don't know if we perfected. I think we're open to saying, man, if there was an easier way to log, bro, that's a, that joint would man, save so much what? time, bro. What? Facts. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think people can get it down to 10 minutes. I think they may might start off around 20 minutes. 20 minutes is... If you're locked in, you aren't texting, you aren't on Instagram, you aren't distracted with kids in the background. If you got kids or or friends at your house or whatever distractions that you could have, you can definitely get that junk done in 15, 20 minutes. And then like Jared was um, alluding to um, earlier in the in the episode is you can become more efficient and then you can get that down to if you're starting off at 15, 20 minutes, you can get that down to seven to 10 minutes just because yeah. it's a habit. And it's boom, boom, boom. I already know exactly what I need to do. Like, boom. Boom, 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 boom. I already know. But yeah. without further ado, let's go ahead and conclude this episode, man. It was great to have you on the podcast, man. We will be uh, doing more of these. 
I think uh, the second, this is the last episode of this season, season one, where we use uh, sports metaphors to convey points about productivity, efficiency, life design, uh, mastery of your craft, et cetera, et cetera. And the next uh, season is on the 12 week year, the system that me and Jared use to get all the results. So we only told you really like one part of the system, but we got so many different elements of our 12 week year system. And it's like, it's like, it's like we coaches, it's like we go to, we go to a different program, a different sports program. We can implement a system and then they start having success. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be doing um, some more of episodes like this. And eventually we are uh, have been talking about and then have been taking steps in, in that direction of us doing a joint podcast. So not uh, not Jared coming on this podcast and us having a conversation or or joint interview, but us doing our own thing. And we'll also be talking about similar concepts, but some different concepts as well that kind of fall outside of the uh, the main scope um, and the main lane of normalized excellence. But Jared, I did want to give you the opportunity to uh, sh- share your socials, share where people can get in contact with you if they want to elicit your services, whether that be uh, photography, whether that be coding, whether that be website design, et cetera. I mean, you're, 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 you're a man of many hats. Where can people uh, find you? Man, uh, everything, you can come through my, my full name.com. That's Jared S. Bryson.com. Everything is there. Uh, as, as Keith talked about, photography, web design, uh, working on the coding, but that's more of my professional background. Uh, and, and, and blogging as well. You know, Keith has inspired me to, uh, start producing some content of my own. Mine is around maintaining relationships. Um, so you can check out my blog on, on my site as well, but jaredsbryson.com. You can find everything there. For sure. Good brother. It was a, uh, it was a good chat, man. This is uh this is real dope. I mean, this is, this is super duper dope. I'm glad to have you on here and I'm excited to do more of these in the future. Dog, this is, it's like a super team, man. I don't know. I can't remember. No, you know, they'd be doing the trios now. I don't know what duos have uh, jumped together recently, but uh, this is like a superstar moving to another team, bro. <laughs> to another team with a superstar. Facts, 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 man. Yeah, this was this was this is definitely good, and I'm glad that uh, it's a it's a players league. We can move and, and collaborate <laughs> together. <laughs> it's a players league, bro. It's a players league. The owners don't have us uh, on that chain, man. They don't have us no, on sir. that chain. No sir. This has been another episode of the Normalized Excellence Podcast. If you have been inspired or motivated by something you heard today, definitely be sure to leave a four or five star rating and review.